Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 175, episode one of Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Monday, uh, March 8th, 2021. Mm. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I heard there was a tasty code, the color red, the label showed. The carbonated caffeine goes right through ya. And it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth. You drink one more, and that's the sixth. (laughs) Now palpitations, jitters, and insomnia. Mountain Dew ya. Mountain Dew ya. Mountain Dew ya. Mountain Dew ya. That is courtesy of the brew. Uh, or the bro. Or the bro! We don't know. Uh, two O's. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! When all your favorite tweets are gone, hit a bong, hit a bong, like I know you do. And even when your jokes might bomb, hit a bong, hit a bong, like I know you do. And then I'm going to hit a bong. Thank you to <laughs> Hannah Soltis, the one and only for that all-American rejects inspired AKA. Beautiful. Um, and you <clears throat> did do the hand motion for hitting a bong. So yeah, I just had people to couldn't re- appreciate that. You know, it's stagecraft. Yeah. Maybe we can add a sound effect. Let's not though. Let's just use the <laughs> theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Uh, Miles, we mm. are so lucky to be joined in our third seat. Oh yeah, by the hilarious, the talented Tam Yahia. Stop. Stop. Mm. What's good? Yeah. What's Thank new, you guys? Here? Good, good. I'm um, I'm great. That's Love to hear it. So good to hear. It's been. I was one. I was like, when are we gonna have Tam? Back? Yeah, it's been. You know, uh, yeah. And, and is this finally. only your second time on? It's I think only so. my second, and I. But what I a great think first about time! That a lot. It was such a wonderful experience to hang out with you guys and your yeah. beautiful faces. Oh, you're so sweet. Or whatever. There was something about farts or something you said off the rip, and like. The moments that we met each other that first time and i was like yeah i fuck with tam she's my people <laughs> oh yeah it was miles you smell like farts oh I think right, was what right, she right. Said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's so cool <laughs> <laughs> multiple farts uh tam so this is the first time we're talking to you uh because the first time we recorded was in person yeah remember those Four days times. uh what what's new with you what what has your life been like in the last year um, good, uh, really good. I've been super productive. I wrote on a show. I sold a show. Damn. Oh, congrats. Right? Isn't Look that amazing? You. Made I mean, I'm not amazed. I'm, I'm not surprised because, uh, you are a super hilarious and talented writer. Uh, but that's, that's great. That's hell yeah. I, I'm still like three years ago, I was working at a hospital, you know, so right. it's pretty wild for me. Yeah. No, it's that's... like in, imposter syndrome sets in constantly, you know? Oh yeah. Don't let, right, but right. now it's too late because you're it's there. Too, so yep. you are no imposter. You are I, no imposter. You got to embrace I know. that. I have to like act the part now and it's just like pretty, I don't know. Oh, I'm being, is I'm it, being is it that you have to act the part? <laughs> 
Or that you have to let go of those critical voices in your head, you know? That's it. It's not that mm. you have to act differently. It's that you just have to change your mindset and ignore that that fucking nonsense. And, you know, that's always been like, you sure? It Could it be funnier? Right. Is this the funniest thing? You know what I mean? It's like, no, 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 I'm done because I'm here and it's validated. So you are useless now. None I of us are you. surprised, Tam. None of us are surprised. Yeah, hit me up. Hit me up. I'll do this. Yeah. I'll do this shit. I give this shit for free on the daily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Please. I was going to start therapy. I'll just... Save oh, the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Save no, the money. Don't waste your money. Uh, <laughs> Miles money. is yeah. great for this. I, yeah. I get at least an hour and a half of this every morning just to yeah. get out of bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's me dragging Jack out of bed. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Are you, how do you feel about the world opening back up? Do you have any trepidation about that eventually happening in the next year? I really do. I wish we could stay at an in-between where we get all the perks of being at home and then all the perks of not being at home. I think we should just take them. I think I don't think we should let people uh, force us back into the before times when we felt pressured to go outside. And that's my biggest worry is like, like, Miles doesn't go anywhere anymore because right. of the pandemic like he found that he could be a under rock dwelling podcaster yeah. and he's ticking all of his boxes uh need wise but yeah i don't know i yeah. like will you will you guys go back i mean you'll you'll eventually go back to being in a studio but do you want to yeah on some um, level but also right. like i think of how much I've been able to like get a better balance of my time from right. not having to commute that I'm like, uh, I, uh. Right. And I don't know. I feel like everybody's done a good job learning how to just talk to each other over a microphone from very far away at this right? point. But yeah. Yeah. It'll be nice to like go outside. I still, I, I still notice myself like it being like a big event when I like drive to the store for the day. So like, I I feel like that will be nice to like break up uh, just like your sensory input or like my sensory input. So that like, I actually am not just seeing the same five things, like the same five rooms only for (laughs) my entire life. Right. right. But yeah, I I will definitely uh, not enjoy the extra time that's devoted to, you know, being in traffic or whatever. I started taking walks every morning, like, and it's changed everything. I go to the park when there's no one around. I take my nose out of the mask and I breathe in fresh air. Get it in. Damn. So I I recommend that. Yeah. No, walks for sure. And like to Jack's point of like seeing the same four rooms every day, I'm telling you, just go to a different supermarket. Go to a different (laughs) I'm serious. Just switch one weird thing or drive a different way to the same place you go or walk a different way to your park or whatever. Like it's these like little things you try and do to kind of optimize the like different ways of stimulation you used to get from like driving and being like, hey, you motherfucker, like screaming in your car. People, <laughs> right. Like we don't have that shit anymore. Right. So I'm trying to make up for that by like walking down another place that my do- street that my dog doesn't like because the pit bulls always try and kill him. But, you know. <laughs> I just do a silly walk in between the same four rooms, and that's what breaks it up for me. <laughs> it's silly walk day. You should, uh, I'm doing the Charleston. A river dance to the bathroom. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right, Tam, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things that we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about this Greg Abbott motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> just, I, I don't want to ever have to say his name again, but I guess we have to. We're going to talk about uh, the relief bill and some of the things, some of the allowances that are being made uh, that are pretty cool. Uh, and I also want to talk about uh, how the mainstream media. I, I checked out MSN.com today, guys. Oh God! Uh, and it is uh, it's wild. They're they're doing the holding Biden to a standard of bipartisanship uh, that is pretty startling and uh, seems disingenuous at best. Uh, we'll talk about Cuomo. We'll talk about Philly. We'll talk about the new postal trucks, maybe some zombies, all of that, plenty more. But first, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Um, this one made me crack up because it was from last night and I don't remember it because I got super drunk. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I googled mole cancer and... Because I have this mole right here, and I used to not have it. But it's like, what was I thinking? Was it, it going to give me, like, a search on my particular <laughs> moles? Scanning. <laughs> like a website where they're like, well, let me see. Let me see. Right. <laughs> Just mole can Not even, like, do moles, like, can they have yeah. cancer? Right. Yeah. That was, I guess I black out, and I... Uh, Worry about check cancer. In. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you saw something about a mole, the animal, and heard about, you know, <laughs> the cancer, like <laughs> cancer ridden moles. And you're like, oh, God, right. is there a foundation? Who, what are we doing about mole cancer? Right. Oh, my God. Wait. And I have to tell you the one before that is Anaconda, <laughs> Anaconda curled up because I. <laughs> <laughs> Was this one that you're also finding out about this morning or you knew no, about it? This one was, this one? I remember it because I, I wanted to, I took a crap that looked like, a, <laughs> like an anaconda that was, you know, curled yeah, up. Right. And yeah. I wanted to send my friend a picture of the crap and I wasn't going to do that because that's gross. Right. So instead I sent him a picture of an anaconda. Oh, that. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, a picture of a turd. Uh, I can't. I that's know. like I have, a, I have one friend who I won't name who he's shameless with uh, the turd pics, but it's always like a bit where he's like, oh man, do you, uh, you got any, you know anybody that's a plumber? And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? And then hit me with like the wild shit pic or be like, oh dude, I just, you know, just, it's always right. some stupid setup and then the worst shit pic. Uh, but I always laugh. And so uh, it'll never stop. But I'm always like, yeah, I didn't need to see this. Or like sometimes I get the text and I'm around people who don't know me. And they'll be mm. like, yo, this motherfucker looking at straight shit pics. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a dangerous game. I had a, a long time ago when I worked at the hospital, I sent my boss a picture by mistake. Of, <laughs> <laughs> like the tiniest turd. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually yeah usually people send like big ones but like the tiniest is pretty yeah just like a little speck a little... <laughs> like a it's... little pebble yeah oh, like, like a little rabbit poop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's whimsical you know what i yeah, mean yeah, versus yeah. like right. 
What you're saying is fucking coiled anaconda. <laughs> yeah, like that's like I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't get to that level of taking a huge pick, huge pick. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like in in poop taking culture, it's like you got to take the photo before you wipe. You know right. what I mean? Because you don't want to sully the frame with the right. toilet paper. There's a lot of things you have to think of in shit pick sending culture. <laughs> didn't think about that that's so true yeah Damn, you can't you can't cover it up with toilet paper or it's like <laughs> yeah yeah you don't want to or you don't want to see used to, for whatever in my i've done this before because i'm like oh he wants to battle huh with shit pics i got something for him get ready you thought i was john voight in anaconda the way i'm about to hit you with this pic but the I really have those moments like, oh, yeah, that's too gross to see the used toilet paper versus yes. the actual extra. Forget it. Right. Anyway, that's true. That that I'm seems dropping. grosser somehow, yeah. even though that shouldn't it's be, right? excrement photo. Right. <laughs> um, like excrement on paper, though? Oh, no. That's, that evokes too many things. Like, what the, what's wrong with us? It makes it real. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Versus, like, something that was potentially an illustration. <laughs> Subconscious. I'm in tears. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's what that's what's happening. Anyway, that's yeah, shit up. photographers, phone in. Uh, do you <laughs> sully the frame? How do you compose your poop pics? Because I look, I just know, like for dudes, it's just a stupid thing we have. As a, I've talked about this before, as a kid, uh, like when I was six on uh, Christmas, my dad got a camcorder. The first video clip that's on there is me filming myself taking a shit. <laughs> And like yeah. other anecdotally, my friends who have young sons, like they one one was like potty training at a and like their friend, their other little friend was over, and the friend was like, "Oh, I want to watch him take a poo." Yeah, and he was just like all up in it, being like, "Oh, so that's how you poo in the thing, huh?" And they're like three, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, there's something about this, you know." I'm, I, I'm we're on to something as people. Uh, yeah. Oh man. My four year old is like it takes six, seven flushes to get his poops down because. He's like so far up on the seat that it's just like in the front. It's just a pile in the front. It doesn't even oh, hit the water. Pile in the front. Yeah. Yeah. Pile up front. Yeah. yeah. Front piler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Front loader. <laughs> I've, been I've been doing a lot of front piling during COVID. Yeah. That's Not great. front, but the ones that just yeah. sit. Yeah. Just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you look like you're at a gravel mill. <laughs> Just coming off the belt, piling up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, no. oh. our our listeners, this they is, know at this, this point. Is the we best got... since the Blippy uh, episode, uh, Blippi. where <laughs> <laughs> we spent like a half hour talking about Blippy shitting on his friend's chest <laughs> and on uh, his ass, on his naked ass. That's yeah, what it on was. his naked ass. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Written in an article. I love it. BuzzFeed. Oh. Shout out to BuzzFeed. Uh, Tam, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated linen sheets. You know how mm. they're in style now or whatever? Yeah. Like organic linen sheets that cost so much. Like I got a pair and they gave me a chappy ass. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like they're a burlap not... sack. Kind of. Yeah. Fuck linen. I mean, so, personally. I like it in the summer. I've had it in the summer. Yeah, shout out to my friend who allowed me to sample uh, s some sheets. In sample, I just mean gave me a pair that or a sheet set that wasn't being used. But mm. it felt the first time was cool. I think just because it's so different than like the really smooth 
sheets were used to. So that little bit of texture, I think, in the beginning is cool. But then, but like when you, it's not as it's not as cool. Like I feel like it's not as cool. It, people describe it as cool, but like because it's rough, because there's texture there, you don't get that. Like, <sighs> but I think you refreshing. and I are the same, Jack. We run hot, oh, so I don't so know hot. what I don't know what we could have covering a mattress that wouldn't make me like this shit is too hot (laughs) yeah i just need absorbent because i'm sweating through that shit (laughs) one way or another (laughs) towels a sheet made of towel what kind of sheet do you like well you know now i'm thinking about it after the story you told mine weren't good quality mine were from target so i think mine were just like fake linen and that's why they gave me a chappy ass Oh, Oh, okay That'll do you happen. like before this? Did you ever like the synthetic, like uh, like those you know straight up polyester, like those synthetic ones that were like ridiculously soft, but like so plastic that if you got and a, they, a match near it, it would melt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love them shits. Do you? They come out of the sides and they piss me off. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I think it's just like a, a. Well, actually, now that I think about it, I I have the same set microfiber. Yes, thank you, Super <laughs> Producer Anna Hosnier. Microfiber or like micro like a sheen. Yeah, like no, a not shamwell? like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that we clean the monitors with. Yeah. Um, no, but I think I had. I you know what it is. I have. I've had the same shit. Uh, I can't say sheet set sheet set <laughs> since like my college years. And I remember her majesty wouldn't allow me to buy a newer version because like you already got your cheap ass sheets that you like. <laughs> what are they? A t-shirt kind? They're are like they the... almost, but like they're, I mean, it's in, it's in <laughs> between was, like that, that one and like a unitard you'd wear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jer- it would, but it would like yeah. micro Jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like a t-shirt. It's like they made my sheets out of a t-shirt, dude. It's, it's amazing. Like, so like you're naked, but it's also like what you'd wear anyway. Right. Yeah. I love those, you know. Like oh, yeah. I actually that those might be my favorite. Those jersey cotton sheets that oh, are hell yeah. so bad. I mean, what's I mean, at the end of the day, what's good or what's bad, you know? Like it's all about what we want on our skin. So if you want to if you want the if you want the pile of gauze to absorb your sweat, then do that. There he is, making me feel better again. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? We're on is the with same page. Like, taking nasty shit pics. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking imposter syndrome. Fucking I do like cheap like, sheets. Like they they have all these like microfibers and like you know uh, human created like poly blends and shit that it like will make it so if you spill water on your sheets, like the water will just like fall right off and shit but like (laughs) i feel like i feel like there's a direction they can go like the combination of you know we need a we need a steve jobs of sheets who can like just come up with the coolest most comfortable sheet like i i feel like we're leaving it up to scientists and all they can do is be like look it doesn't uh, absorb water but like they're not they don't bring the human aspect we need somebody who is uh Who's going right. to figure out the best, the coolest, the softest uh, sheets I, possible? I love the idea of the the water slipping, like not being absorbed. Like then cum wouldn't be absorbed either. Right. Yeah. Great. You just have pebbles of cum sitting on your sheets until you <laughs> yeah. wipe it off. Yeah. Beating everywhere <laughs> on the sheets in different places because it's so, it's so hydrophobic. <laughs> I'm always getting mad at my husband for for like staining our 
yeah. new sheets with cum, and that would really solve the marital problem. We should just say, well, yeah. if not, then it's going to be back on top of garbage bags like it used to be. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you can't fuck like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking on those black construction bags again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. Uh, and what is something you think is underrated? Looking like shit is underrated. Oh, like, yeah. what's up with, like, on Instagram, like, all these things to make you look better and stuff? Mm. Like, I had a week last week of looking like shit, and I was so fucking happy and giggly and it was just in- <laughs> giggly <laughs> <laughs> like looking in the mirror like ooh I look like shit today <laughs> you <Yeah, damn. laughs> Yo, who's that <laughs> i have i just got this haircut which is kind of a mullet which is cool when i like you know yeah it looks it good that's like no, punky i like it yeah but yeah. if I don't put product and stuff, it just sticks <laughs> straight up. I look like Eileen Warnos type, you know, like. <laughs> Wait, who's Eileen Warnos again? Oh, man, please. Uh, she, uh, Charlize Theron played her in Monster. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She looks a disaster. Give and me the Warnos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked like that for an entire week. And that was my giggly week. And my husband was like, yeah, you know, you don't like you're not trying, but. But you're happy. It's <laughs> like I can't look at you, but <laughs> but it was great. It was my favorite week in a long time. Yeah, uh, it's empowering. Yeah. That's why I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm hoping that there's something about fashion that changes as a result of us, like taking you know a year plus of not having to dress to impress. That like if there's another like a movement that comes out of it called like shit wave, right? <laughs> <laughs> like yo, it's shit wave. You know what I, mean? I mean, that's what normcore is, isn't it? Like that's when I went to Berlin, it was like people try to look like shit. Right. Yeah, but now I think it's gonna be like it's more. It's like jazz, baby. Like there's right. no rhyme or reason to it. Like you gotta come out just feeling playing your own comfort tune. first. Yeah. yeah, just out with a comforter around. You. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, just wrapped around your head. So. <laughs> or like if it's raining, you wear one of those translucent like uh, bags your sheet sets come in just on top of your head like that's your umbrella. You're like, oh, man, look at that shit wave umbrella he got. <laughs> uh, uh, I love you guys. <laughs> I mean, are people re- are people going to be wearing like uncomfortable clothes again? I can't imagine like wearing a like i mean i guess there's still people who are wearing suits to work and shit right now which is insane yeah who wears i don't know i mean is there i mean personally is there anything that you've looked at your own clothing said you know what now that through this pandemic i'm never wearing that again yeah (laughs) i don't think i have i I, I dress so i dress so comfortably in general it's more like I'm only gonna wear like these three hoodies now forever. <laughs> <laughs> not the uh, not the scratchy hoodie. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Not, not long ago, it was my sister's birthday, and I don't know what happened to me, but I bought her this like vinyl dress, and wow. when she opened it, I saw it in her face, and I said. Why the fuck did I buy you? <laughs> and we just all started crying. 
I was like, you're never going to wear that. And she was like, never. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, like latex. Be... Like. <laughs> yeah. And the worst was, I also bought her to wear with the latex dress, this like heavy gold chain. <laughs> 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 yeah. You like, just have a very specific vision for your sister that she, yeah. <laughs> she hasn't quite realized for herself yet. Yeah. I But like, I feel that like when you're giving a gift, like it, it's like watching a movie that you recommended with someone you can't fully appreciate. Like, <laughs> like you, you start feeling like insecure about it. And like, that's when you really have an idea of it. Like, I feel like a gift. I don't, fully like understand how good or bad the gift is until the person's about to open it. And then I'm like, oh, right. shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. oh, they're going to oh. fucking hate this. <laughs> totally. Just so nervous yeah. too. Right. Or like you're kind of putting it together at the zero hour. You're like, Oh, actually no. Fuck that. Oh man. Oh, you're, oh, wait, fuck that to your gift. Yeah. Yeah. Actually don't open it. Don't open it. <laughs> No, it's it's so true though. I got my friend. We had a gift exchange for Christmas, and I got him a set of Fraggle Rock stuffed animals. I mean, that's good to me. It does, but it's like he just moved into a new nice apartment, and they were like <laughs> large, and it was all the Fraggle Rocks. And I was like, <laughs> it's like you're gonna need a room for this. <laughs> yeah, like what are you gonna do? Put you're it. You're gonna your need bed? a Fraggle room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> They're bringing Fraggle Rock back for, I, I think, know. HBO. Exciting times. I'm um, into it. Not into reboots, but this one I think they're going to do right. Yeah. I think when they like bring the Muppets back or the Fraggles or like it's usually fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fine to go. We're pro Fraggle. Yeah, yeah. We're pro Fraggle over we're here. Pro Gobble Fraggle here. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about some bullshit. And we're back. And Greg Abbott is back in the news. The numbers in Texas were going down, but they were not good. Uh, and still higher than national averages, but he's like, nah, we're taking the masks away. Uh, and now he's, he's got an excuse for, he's like preceding uh, an excuse for why the numbers are about to go up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every expert has pointed out too, is like, you know, Governor Abbott, every time you've relaxed mandates, cases spiked right. without fail. It's like, it's almost like the mandates help keep the numbers down because of science. And when you or forget it, we're explaining too much to him anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I think one can only imagine what potentially hospitals could look like in a few weeks as people start. Like I've seen photos, people already mask off bar hopping uh, and it's an interesting sight. Um, but again, before <laughs> before the blame could get to him for his de decision, the real culprit is, here we go, quote, the Biden administration has been releasing immigrants in South Texas that have been exposing Texans to COVID. Some of that's these a quote people, from him? That's a quote from him. Some of these people have been put on buses, taking that COVID to other states in the United States. That mm. is Neanderthal type approach to dealing with 
the COVID situation, end quote. So racism is the defense, again, because they just want to go full, you know, it's the literal Nazi finger pointing in that, like, it's the sick outsiders who are trying to sully our good state and nation and not because, you know, he's the governor. Um, One other interesting thing about that, for all the talk about immigrants, first of all, the infection rates are even lower for uh, groups of migrants that they've released and have been testing because NGOs have been testing because here's the other thing. There has been uh, DHS federal money that was earmarked for Texas to conduct testing on migrants because Mm. of that's just COVID protocol. The thing is, when he says, oh, they've just been releasing people, what he doesn't tell you is that uh, Governor Abbott has refused to release the federal funds that he has received to test migrants and just folded that into his narrative like, oh, yeah, see, like they're just they're not testing them and then they're putting them on us and blah, 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 without saying I'm withholding the money. I'm the one not doing this. And I'm not going to tell people either because I need this narrative to blame others rather than the decisions of myself as governor. I could smash something. I could, I, I feel a rage, a burning fucking rage. And one weird thing I read today is Michael Moore's tweet. I don't know if you guys saw it about this whole thing saying withhold vaccines from Texans, all of Texans because of this. Like, so it's just like every, uh, it's all infuriating. Yeah. People are, are absolutely losing their sense of humanity here. Like on every side, because it's like on one, people are like not knowing how to process their shit, depending on your idea, ideological bet. Right. And now it's like, well, this guy did it. Every Texan punished. Um, well, no, that's, that's not, that's not actually a good policy in general, uh, to lump people together as this monolith. And on top of it too, there's this other, a lot of the experts are pointing out that, you know, I know we're talking about herd immunity and vaccines are coming out. And that's another thing that's coming, like working into the logic of reopening, but the efficacy trials, those are based on societies, uh, worlds where people are wearing masks, uh, respecting social distancing. All of those figure into how those models play out. Not, oh, if you got this, let it rip. It's like, no, no, no. Those efficacy numbers are based on other people also doing the right thing. So if you just do this, you're not going to see the same uh, effectiveness or you'll you'll probably just because we're seeing more cases and that allows the virus to mutate even more people who could be vaccinated and also getting severe cases of COVID themselves. So it's there's nothing good about any of it. Yeah, it's a de- it's, it's and it's just pure evil. Yeah, it's pure, pure evil. evil. There was this article on the front page of MSN where I get all my news, uh, and they just like aggregate shit from like USA Today, and this headline is Biden COVID stimulus bill. Why relief legislation is so partisan? Like basically asking like why aren't Republicans supporting this? Like it, it's just. Re- Covering politics like it's 1986 and like that the Republican Party hasn't, you know, outed itself as a complete death cult. Um, It starts from the assumption that the Republicans have like valid reasons for objecting to the relief bill and like not being able to get a single Republican vote is like based on something. And they they're like, what happened? Biden like ran as the uniter in chief. Like. Just the idea that you would you would still treat 
like unity as a goal with the Republican Party when they are. Yeah, they're just straight up like there's no good faith argument anymore. Yeah, they're just being evil out in the open. There's not one thing that they've there's not one counter proposal that has made anyone be like, oh, that's an interesting way to help people. It's all like, oh, that's a real creative way to fuck people over. That's all it is. And like, even the way this article starts, Republican senators have described President Joe Biden's COVID-19 stimulus plan as a, quote, clunker, quote, bad politics and, quote, wildly expensive. Like, don't take that as being like, those are good descriptions. That's just fucking lame ass cover for them to say they don't want to help fucking anyone and are using these like, like this wonky terminology to just be like, Wildly expensive. How about I'm fine, you know, knowing people With will people die dying. without aid. Yeah. yeah. If the bill makes it through it, this is a quote. If the bill makes it through Congress with only Democratic support, it would stand out from the COVID relief plans Congress passed over the last year. Uh, when it, it's like they're using the Republicans are using the humanity of the other side against them as yeah. a weapon and this article is just like I don't know why I don't know what's going on with these Democrats they can't get the Republicans on board yeah yeah I, it's, it's 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 fucked up and this is again when if you're someone who's not as engaged with the news and then you let's say you just go oh what's what's this regular website I go to telling yeah. me they're going to if you're not thinking very critically you're going to be like Oh, man, they just can't get along, man. Like, why can't the Republicans meet with the Democrats on this and vice versa versus being like Republicans have shown themselves to be obstructionists of all progress for decades now. This is part and parcel. And that's an objective observation. Right. Right. But that's where things I think because by doing that, people are like, it's so partisan now. It's like, well, I think you've everyone's just kind of lost their ability to try and look at is this helping or harming and going from there versus left or right or red or blue. Yeah. It's wild. I, I was reading an article about COVID and it was like CNN or something like that. And the title was uh, COVID vaccines uh, cause symptoms of breast cancer. And it's like, that's the fucking title. So it's clickbait clearly, because when you read the article, it says like, it can, um basically it can, if you get a mammogram, like right after getting a vaccine, it kind of like replicates, but it doesn't, it's not real. It just like replicates what, the symptoms. Would, you know, exactly. Right. I, I can't describe it well, but it's like, it wasn't true. And so a person will just scroll through that and be like, well, I'm not getting the vaccine. Right. So like just for clickbait, you know, the way this was described. Yeah. Uh, and one yeah. of the ways that like those uh, article titles are generated is they'll like put 50 into 50 different titles for the same article into like an algorithm and then just see like which one is getting the most clicks uh, and that will be the title that they go with and yeah so that's like I see that all the time with articles where the implication is something that's actually not in the article but clearly it is like the one of 20 uh, article titles that was like getting the most heat, the most people to click on it and so mm-hmm. yeah it's just engineered to make you click it has nothing to do with conveying information almost as if capitalism is a is a bad way to organize uh news Huh. Almost as if. I mean, I feel like, Miles, don't you have some sort of solution? <laughs> yeah. Miles. What? 
Uh, I mean, look, earlier I'm talking about uh, whether or not you put used toilet paper in your shit pics. Um, well, let's start there and maybe build our way to how we correct the third estate. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it, it's it, the the issue is just like we just have a real problem with the the people who are at the levers and the gates of mainstream media are just of an elite class who are unable to convey clearly what is happening uh, from a perspective that isn't just intrinsically tied with like their existence of being elites because it cannot, it can never be too critical or else it's like, it's like a snail, like putting salt on themselves, mm. you know, like it's just, it's not going to happen because I think to really report the news the way it could, it could or should be right now because they'd have to put the magnifying glass on themselves more. Right. And since right. that isn't going to happen, just just keep on with business as usual. And business as usual is like, look, now we just have to cater to two groups of consumers, consumers on the right and consumers on the left. And then those are the two versions of news. And yeah, it, it really helps no one in the end. And it, it forces people to start like searching on their own or others not to search at all and then just get caught into this like really lame narrative that the mainstream media puts out where like nothing can really change and like you shouldn't really be that angry too because the tone of all these articles is like i don't know guys it's like so much partisanship rather than like look at the violent wealth inequality here and ways that we could tackle this as a country you know or yeah but that's too radical it honestly helps to hear someone just like break it down yeah sure it helps with my rage at least yeah Mm. i feel you i as <laughs> someone who deals in rage on a daily basis like it's hard to keep looking at this shit and be like when are we gonna figure it out when are people gonna figure it out but i mean i the, the hope that i do have is that it seems that we're further along uh with the sort of class consciousness that i didn't think was going to exist at mm. this point but it's still like are we at that tipping point i mean i know there's good signs about like Amazon warehouses and like the unionization efforts starting to really kind of catch steam all over the place at a pace that even like, Amazon's like, Oh, what are we going to do? Um, but yeah, I don't, it's, we'll see. I mean, because if we keep having articles like this, people are going to go to the polls in the midterms without any real sense of why the, why the country is the way it is. And they're going to be like fucking Democrats biffed it. Right. And then they're right. going to vote for fascists. Oh, and I mean, that's the shit that like Democrats read is the mainstream media like that. I feel like Democrats and the mainstream media are inside the same like kind of worldview. So they are. That's like the poison that they're being fed is like, we got to be bipartisan. We got to like come around and get the get the Republicans on board. And it's just it's like watching somebody whose dad is never going to like who's just got the most toxic relationship with somebody and is just dying to get their approval. It's just never, right. never right. going to happen. Like by design, they are withholding their approval. Oh. There is one positive little sliver of news about the uh, yeah. relief bill, right? The stimulus yeah. bill. Democrats listened to something. Although Daily a minor thing. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like economists, just, just very narrowly, and I'll just, because we could go through the whole bill and cry our eyes out, but- um, the a lot of economists have been warning, hey, if you don't add some kind of tax relief measure to this next stimulus bill, uh, millions of people are going to face like a real significant tax bill for the unemployment benefits they received in 2020. Um, and they're like, well, we don't know. And they're like, hold on. You, you're going to ha- 
force these people to pay taxes on top of the um like being out of the job like this is ridiculous luckily there is now uh, a new provision being added that would forgive taxes on the first ten thousand two hundred dollars of unemployment um which is better than actually forcing people to pay taxes on it uh, and also it would also keep the federal unemployment benefits at 300 although most people were like can we get four that doesn't seem like a lot more and also extend the program through october 4th I think the idea with the 300 is again Joe Manchin's fucking dumbass, the bell oh. of the fuckery ball, uh, <laughs> is able to fuck around and be like, Well, I don't know if I'll vote for it. And again, Democrats rolling over, I guess, so they can avoid having him side with Republicans in a floor vote. And yeah, so at least uh, they've, they've done that, but just keep building on momentum of like, you know, Democrats, here's a tip just keep front of mind, help people. That'll, that's like, That'll that'll get votes. Help what you. now? Help um never help mind. Hooner? Help people. Help uh people. Huh? Oh, fuck. Joe help. Manchin's daughter is the one who's like a, a pharmaceutical exec, right? Oh, I is it him? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. What, what state sense. is he from? Not that it makes West Virginia. Virginia. I hate West. that guy's face so much. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and he's all, I mean, he, he himself is just an absolute scum lord as well. Like, it's just, right. he's just also been, he's had his own time uh, doing all kinds of things. But yeah, it's, this is, again, when we have situations where you have like, like these dino type senators who are, yeah, Democrats, like when you're filling out your application, but like what you're, again, you're voting with Republicans on this because he wants to stay in office. And that's just what it is. So, yeah, she is the CEO of Netherlands based pharmaceutical company Mylan. This is just something that I, in reading about Michael Tubbs, the uh, mayor of Stockton who got the uh, universal basic income uh, experiment passed through and then lost his reelection, even though he like should have won it easily. Mm hmm. It was just very frustrating. Like it's it's like anybody who is in power as a Democrat, like they have like he went uh, Michael Tubbs went to Stanford and uh, is like good friends with all these tech CEOs and like Joe Manchin's daughter is like a CEO. I just feel like there's this way that all the people in power for the Democrats are insulated from the people. You know, they just have that uh, Joe Biden happens to become the nominee and he's like the credit card company's favorite politician of all time. Mm. It's just like, um, that, I, that, that seems to be just like a, the way that like when we talk about, uh, capitalism being an AI that protects itself, I feel like that's yeah. one of the ways that a million different paper cuts get in there and find a way to make sure that these people, are absorbing the ideology of, you know, that class of people protecting themselves and protecting yeah. their wealth. So, yeah, corporatocracy is an apt description, you know, yeah. on some level, like it's so intertwined with each other. And yeah, just by going, just by knowing someone who is a CEO, they're like, all right, well, if you know a CEO, yeah. then you can't, then you're not, you're not on some rah, rah, commie share fest bullshit. Right. Yeah. Just having dinner with a, CEO is going to make you, you know, you're going to hear their point of view for sure.
All right, let's take another break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Mm. And Andrew Cuomo, uh, back in the news, back at it again. Damn, Andrew. So he, one of his aides, char- it's Daniel Fool. <laughs> I know, but it's Andrew Cuomo. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. You thought Great I moment thought there. I was like, damn, I would be on my mind. Like, and I was like, well, hold on. It's damn Daniel back at. Oh, Andrew Cuomo. Oh, Cuomo. <laughs> Got it. Andrew Cuomo. Got it. Um, <laughs> Wait, what is his name now? I feel crazy. <laughs> it's Damn also, it Daniel Cuomo. <laughs> also, Damn Daniel is not a cool reference. <laughs> not, not, not cool at all. Uh, anyways, uh, one of his former aides, Charlotte Bennett, is accusing him of sexual harassment, and, and we're getting like a lot of detail, and it's Basically, textbook grooming, predator shit. He, first of all, is like a rage monster around the office, but then will be like very kind and sensitive to her. And then when they were alone after like a year of him being like, you know, playing favorites and being really polite and nice to her, he started asking her about her sex life, asked if she was monogamous, asked if she'd ever had sex with an older man. Um, Uh, and then he told her in a follow-up meeting that he's lonely. And then when <laughs> she was like, well, your daughters are around, like trying to, you know, he yeah, pivot. Does, oh. yeah, doesn't take Just that message. It's like, yeah, thing. his response. Yeah, but I want a girlfriend. And then he had a follow-up meeting with her where he was like, yeah, how, how are we doing on the girlfriend front? You find me a girlfriend. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And then another way that his aides are in the news, a New York Times report at the end of last week found uh, that his aides literally rewrote a report to cover up 9,250 nursing home deaths at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, And the way he and his uh, team have tried to explain away the, you know, mischaracterization of the uh, number of deaths and like high (laughs) covering up deaths. Which yeah, never good when when you're covering up a single death. That's usually uh, the behavior of someone who's uh, not nailing it in the whole not killing people nah. category. Hey, Jax, uh, how many how many deaths have you have to cover up? Uh, definitely under nine thousand. Okay, I would say Pam <laughs> would be my um, guess. Just one. Okay, great. <laughs> right. Which is also like if you just look at it as just covering up just one death, it's like, oh, you're a murderer. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Obviously. Right. Uh, it's weird because the numbers are so mind blowing. Right. Exactly. Uh, right. Okay. I'm sorry, but go on. But um, so they had always been like, yeah, but we were doing it because Trump wouldn't give us funding if he like found out the full numbers. Well, this was happening well before uh, the federal government was even talking about being involved or asking for state level data. Uh, it was omitted from reports being circulated within the state. Uh, so that goes out the window. And again, these are people, this is not, uh, could not, there's no possible like explanation for this that like, Oh, we didn't want people to panic. These are people who are like hidden away from view 
who are dying right. while being hidden away from you and you're trying to hide their deaths from people like it, it's yeah just i mean uh, like i think just a thought experiment imagine if andrew cuomo tried to cover up the fact that one of your loved ones died like that yeah right you know what i mean and you'd be like what the fuck is this motherfucker and on top just a quick number crunch you talk about even one covering up one murder one death is some wildly problematic, yeah, fucked up murderer type shit. Imagine if Andrew Cuomo had to cover up one death a day from this nine hundred nine thousand two hundred fifty. He would be he would be covering up a death every day for twenty five years to yeah. get to that number. Yeah, that's exhausting. But you do it in one go because it's all about being the fucking you know COVID goat. Uh, yeah. You know, in the early part of the the pandemic. Um, I watched his press conference this week, and when he announced it, I was like, oh, shit, is he going to resign? And then obviously didn't resign. And yeah. I was like, I'm so stupid. Like, <laughs> he, didn't um, he didn't even talk about it. He didn't want to talk about it because there was an investigation going on, and right. he was just like, oh, you know. Yeah, it's my lawyers told me I shit. shouldn't even be saying this to you right, right. now, but yeah. uh, what do they know? I'm a lawyer too, baby. Uh, Charlotte Bennett also said that she felt like he became more emboldened once he became like started getting national attention for how well he was handling the COVID thing. And also he wrote a book about how well he was covering the COVID thing, <laughs> uh, doing the COVID uh, thing, like while the pandemic was still happening, which is one of all time, all time dickhead uh, moves. Well, if you ask my mom, she would say, I love him. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, she's just like 60s, obviously, like Democrat, and she's just like finds him to be super handsome right. and like doesn't do, you know, doesn't read more than, you know, and just loves it. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you just look at like, because I think most people look at politicians as like movie characters that only exist in the reality of what they're saying in that moment mm -hmm. on TV, rather than like, who is this Andrew Cuomo person? Right. You know, because I think and that's why people have these like really interesting parasocial relationships with politicians, too, because right. like on some level, it's like it's that thing that I like that I'm sure that on some level, the politics maybe resonate with you that give you a connection but then on another, it's like, yo, hold on. These are these, let's not let's be real. Most of these people should not be in office if we're talking right. about running a country or state or municipality humanely. Um, but, yeah, I think there was one person I felt like on Twitter that was sort of like, I'm sorry. I was so regret just like standing, you know, Cuomo at the beginning of the pandemic. Like it, in hindsight, I realized just fucking Stockholm syndrome. Right. Um Right. But yeah, there was that whole wave of people like, oh, my God, the governor Bay. Right. <laughs> I mean, our whole our whole culture right now is designed to like, you know, build up, like make people choose sides and then have like a figurehead who's like our guy, their guy's Trump, our guy's Cuomo or Fauci or, you know, whoever. Like, that's just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't blame the people as much as. You know, it's a just a fuck. No, system. not at all. But I think most people I have credit to someone who can like sort of look back and be like, oh, that's what the yeah, fuck was going on with me. Right. And then, yeah, there are other people like I'm sure my mom, if I asked like, hey, what do you think? They're like, he's bad. And I'm like, are you right. only watching CNN? Yes. He does look like a actual movie villain. Like he would yeah. be a perfect 
He looks like the if they photoshopped when Dorian puts the mask on in the mask to look right. like less green and like a human <laughs> face. Right. What do we think of his brother? Uh, Fredo? Fredo. Hey, that's uh, a racial slur. <laughs> wait, oh my God. What is his name? I'm, I'm Chris. Blanking. Chris. Christopher. Yeah, yeah Christopher. <laughs> He's a fucking hack too. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's a frat fratty jackass. I'm sorry. The second you say calling me Fredo is a racial slur, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna put you to the side, sir. Yeah. Don't ever need to hear anything out your mouth again. If that's your critical thought in that moment, is like, yo, referencing a Godfather character is like a racial slur, fam. Yeah, I'm like, oh, how delicate your ego is, sir. Please tell us. <laughs> please tell us critically. Report critically about what's happening in your brother's state. Yeah, uh, but but definitely a hottie, right? Um, well, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mom wants to suck and fuck him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mo, Chris Cuomo. <clears throat> I think she would both. Honestly, yeah. Oh wow. Both, both bros. Uh, Are there yeah. only two brothers? Uh, like, is there I don't a whole know, actually? Yeah. If Those videos like of them a... fighting is my favorite thing ever, though. Wait, of or them fighting about who loves their mother more, like on oh CNN. yeah, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I love our mother more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. oh my God. Let's change gears and talk about. There's an article in the Herald Media last week about how uh, zombie movies are taking over in Korea right now, uh, or have been, I guess, for the past couple decades. And they're basically predicting that it's coming back in America. There's a remake of Train to Busan coming to Hollywood that's going to, they're predicting, might kick off the next wave of zombie movies, um, which... That we've talked before about how, like, when a Republican is in office, there's an uptick in zombie movies because zombies, like, just the mindless groaning hordes, is how Democrats view the Republicans. And then when there's a Democrat in office, there's an uptick in vampire movies because, like, Euro, like, sexual accented deviants is how Republicans view Democrats. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like now that we are, now that Trump happened, like all bets are off. It's like we don't need a Republican to be in office to be afraid of of the people nah. around us. I mean, dude, point. fucking the January 6th looked like fucking World War Z in a way. <laughs> really you know what did, I mean? Yeah. We just yeah. saw this fucking flow of bodies. Just like, what the fuck is going on here? It's, Yeah. yeah actual zombies like all of like those viral videos of people like banging on doors like let me in without a mask or whatever like yeah right full-on zombies yeah i'm actually kind of surprised like this article made me surprised that zombie movies haven't like started blowing up even more like more haven't been coming out in the past like first of all is just ahead of the game right always yeah because have you seen kingdom on netflix that series no. no, yo, that shit is dope. It's like a, it's like a period, like thriller piece, uh, like where it's like old school Korea, but then there's zombies on top of that shit. It's wow. that shit is wild. Um, but yeah, check that out on Netflix. I've, I'm like only through the first couple episodes, but yeah, 
there's like something I think, yeah, that they're sensing something <laughs> clearly uh, that because I feel like, yeah, the more we look at like our news, I'm also finding myself like interested in zombie content again. Yeah. Like I was like trying to like find this game. I used to play Left 4 Dead where you it's like four people fighting a bunch of zombies. I'm like, oh, that's just tight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think because I feel, yeah, there's on some level, there's like this feeling of like, is it me and a few other people and then a lot of nonsense around? Right. Right. But yeah, also and- like they're starting to be so <laughs> realistic, like the zombies in movies, like they seem so much like people that. I feel like they're going to have to give them something like they, they're going to have to like start flying or something, you know? Right. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Some other power that to differentiate them from real people. The ability to cancel anyone. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like, go there, Miles. <laughs> oh my God. On top of fearing that they're the four people fearing that they're going to get eaten by zombies, they also fear that the zombies will cancel them. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> like, what's worse? They're like, no, nah, they might eat you. Like, they can cancel you, though. <laughs> well, hold on. That's, that's a less of a threat well, to you, maybe. <laughs> yeah, to you, but. <laughs> Like, there's only four of us left. <laughs> yeah. Still, still. <laughs> well, I'm not going to wear this Blue Lives Matter shirt around them because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> what? They might tell their others. Oh, I don't know. You don't know. Don't oh, my God. Well, let's get work. Let's start working on this. Yes. Yeah. I think it's get funnier. A- I think it's funnier to just sort of lambast liberal politics with this than it would be the other way. I think it's just way f- in my mind. There's just way more. <laughs> there's there's way more to mine through like liberal thinking yes. than just being like we get it it's ignorance or whatever this like high like a high-minded idiot zombie who's like gonna cancel oh. you and just be like what the right. fuck get out my yeah, face yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah and just the we're all ground into mindless automatons by by capitalism so that's how we'll bring the country together through yeah. our, our zombie show that makes fun of liberals that liberals are like oh yeah there, there's something there and then for people like on their rights like yeah fuck yeah this shit's fucking great <laughs> i like that you even added a little bit of chaw into the person's mouth who you were just impersonating fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah, man. A fucking horseshoe down here man. <laughs> uh all right, Let, let's talk about the new postal trucks before we go. Uh, I oh, didn't yeah. even What's know on? we were. I didn't know they were being redesigned, let alone being redesigned by Pixar. But oh, the, these things look adorable. Uh, they're they've got like they don't look like normal cars. They, I don't know. It, it looks like a cartoon or like yeah, something out of a Pixar movie. Yeah, um, they look like ducks. They look like uh, Donald oh, yeah. Duck. Yeah, yeah. Like there big old duckish. windshield and then like just a little front part. Uh, I think they're being so some of the ones that were proposed. So they did the open competition, open pitch sesh where like people could pitch uh, different models. And there was uh, one company that pitched like basically making the whole fleet electric and of course, the USPS did not go with that one. We will be ten percent electric uh, starting in the year twenty twenty three. Let's which... just edge. Let's just edge. You know, combating combating climate change. Let's just edge with. Isn't it, the though. goal <laughs> like all the way? Like, won't yeah. we have to get rid of these like a couple of years after they're put into 
Yeah. circulation because it, aren't there like laws being put into place there will be like some kind of federal mandate about like what the makeup is of the fleet or whatever right. but you know right. that's all that takes is some other fucking just loser to come in and be like fuck that all gas everything fuck the last guy like it's just i mean i'd hope we can maintain that course but shit can change so easily yeah um, i would be embarrassed to be seen in one of those cute little trucks yeah or They're, maybe I would embrace what's, it. I don't is know. there like what's the idea? Like they had to do it because what? Because they used to be in those nasty box Jeep type yeah. ones. So those things <laughs> don't have air conditioning, don't have like any rear, like are just a death trap and like yeah. in, incredibly dangerous for anybody around them because you can't see behind the mail truck at all. Uh, so that's oh shit the idea behind that, and I think like one of them caught on fire or just spontaneously. Um, nice, which I don't think they're supposed to do. Um, no, yeah. So that's that's why they were getting rid of them. Those things already look like they should be like from the 1960s. Like they, right, they're all like straight lines and corners and shit. Um, yeah, they look like if you just touch it, it would cut you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of sharp corners. And it's true. Like now that you say that, because I feel like every time my uh mail carrier, like in my neighborhood growing up, because in the valley shit is hot as fuck. Like in the summer, my yeah. my mm. idea, my memories of uh the mail carrier is coming out that truck and she looked she was just drip. She's like, My God, oh, this fucking, yeah. fucking truck. <laughs> and then you see like the the seat looked like it's had a bunch of springs shooting out of it and stuff. Right. Like, yes. God, what the yeah. fuck? I don't know y'all? what they're doing with those old things, but they're going to give somebody tetanus. The, oh, yeah. Like once they're out of circulation, like whatever yard are, they put are, them in. Are these new trucks like objectively better though? Like, Yeah, I mean, they're definitely better, but they're sure. of the ones they could have gone with. There was a kind of young upstart uh, called Workhorse that was specifically pitching electric trucks for the entire USPS field. Uh, And then this company, Oshkosh, uh, and their trucks are equipped with either fuel-efficient gasoline engines or electric batteries. And they went with with Oshkosh, baby, because, uh, yeah. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, the cost would have been they they claim the cost of the electric would have been three or four extra billion dollars, but we know uh did you Well we don't have that here. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I also mean, we bullshit. have to Yeah, and and we also I mean we need every billion we can get for our killing machine Pentagon as much right, we have right. to keep feeding it billions. Cause I don't know where that goes, but cool. Um mm-hmm. just a couple billion and you could do this other thing. Well, you know, uh, good luck to that truck. It's only a yeah. matter of time till uh, the kids start doing graffiti on it like we did the old ones. <laughs> I mean, uh, any country that wanted to attack us, if they just looked at what we do with our infrastructure, like the shit that happened in Texas, the shit that happened yeah. in the Capitol, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter how much we say we have billions in like uh, defense. Yeah, would, exactly. Still, we, look and we look like shit, you know? Yeah. I would be yeah. like, Attack will be great. We'll win. Yeah. It's a, or, I don't know where we're almost like, please attack to like sort of validate that this country is worth attacking again. Yeah, right. <laughs> Other countries like, nah, man, have you seen what the fuck happened over there? Like that mo- somebody fucked yeah. that place over. Ew. Good. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, like, fucking nah. attack there. Uh, Tam, it has been such a pleasure having you uh, back on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? 
I'm on Twitter uh, at Dances with Tammies. The worst <laughs> fucking name. I think we had this conversation before. <laughs> Incorrect. Um, Great name. And uh, thank you. And I am uh, Tam Yahia on Instagram. Awesome. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, man, I saw the funniest thing. Uh, Space Jam. This is by Pixelated Boat. Space Jam director reworks Elmer Fudd to be less sexual in reboot, says (laughs) (laughs) end of Fudd's enormous penis will no longer longer hang out of his basketball shorts. Just as I love that because they're making Lola Bunny less hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Anybody hasn't seen the? Is it Little Donnie the UCB uh, special? Oh yeah, where Matt Besser has like the just criminally (laughs) long penis. (laughs) It hangs out of his shorts, and it's like the Little Donnie Foundation. Yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet <laughs> like you've been a enjoying? Scene where he's painting, <laughs> penis is getting in the paint. Wait, what this is, is my this? this is my friend Tuvok, and his dicks <laughs> is dragging in the paint while he's oh trying my. to paint on an easel. It's a it's a <laughs> half hour long one joke sketch that. I think it's the last so episode of season funny. one of the Comedy Central Upright Citizens Brigade series. Oh my like, god, uh, I need to watch this. Yeah, it's fucking it's absurd. <laughs> um it's just so fucked that whole fucking show. Anyway. Yeah. Uh who is that? What is that? Me? You ask me? You, you, anything? you, you. Yes, sir. Oh shit. Um yeah, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also on a fucking PlayStation Network. Also Miles of Gray. Hit me up there. Also Twitch uh, and the other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance, where we're talking ninety day. If you like that show, come come check us out over there. Um, some tweets that I like. This one is from Camilla Blackett at Camillard, uh, tweeting. Okay, so we gaslit men into baking bread by making it a, a competitive arts and craft. Nice. Very successful. Now on to phase two. I'm thinking artisanal ironing and small batch. Tell me how much you earn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then another one is from Olivia Messer at Olivia Messer. Uh, just says, tell me a man wrote this article without telling me a man wrote this article. And it's a little excerpt. And I will read this excerpt for you here. Deep fried Oreos are the Megan Fox of deep fried products at the rodeo. Oh at my once God. decadent and comely, they are in the end filthy and shameful. Oh my God. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh. Dude, what, was Megan that in Fo- Maxim? What the fuck was that? It makes my skin crawl. What is so is that 06? Uh, holy shit a tweet I've been enjoying uh, Trash Jones tweeted me as a lawyer so true your honor Um, (laughs) (laughs) you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about today as well as the song that miles recommends miles what is today's recommendation oh man we are gonna do this cover of some nirvana but like 
but with the cumbia. You know what I mean? Just some vibes, some vibrations. So this I is there's a band from East LA uh, called uh, Tropa Magica, and they do like they're they're a sick ass band. Shout out to East East Los, um, and yeah, they have a song, baby. Ven como eres, come as you are. Uh, but the cumbia version and this shit fucking go so get that shit wherever you can find it Uh, and if you like Nirvana you're gonna love it if you don't even know what cumbia is you fucking start bumping it cause it's gonna this is what you want to start your week the best I had a cumbia band playing at my wedding hell yeah yeah it was the best Argentinian cumbia which is like kind of different style okay Hell yeah. So yeah. So for all the the fans of all types of music, this is just a great Venn diagram uh, where the overlap is just solid music. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.